Welcome to Visibility Unlimited Podcast, hosted by Leslie Short from the Cabo Group. We will be covering topics that are important to diversity and inclusion, company culture, leadership, and the role that each of us plays within those topics. And I bring four decades of experience when I created the Cabo Group to advise companies and organizations how to expand beyond their current culture through the diversity and inclusion lens. My focus is designed to seek growth through open conversation, conflict coaching, trainings, and workshops. I firmly believe that issues don't go away just because programs are in place, but by continually evolving and having a channel to listen, to understand the people who are our greatest assets. I am also a speaker, chaplain, activist, certified mental health aide, mediator, conflict, and transformational coach, as well as a CEO and leadership advisor. I look forward to my new book, They and Them, Making It We and Us, a realistic approach to diversity and inclusion, which will be available January 2021. Change is now. Join me for the conversation with Pivot Virtual Events during their summit this year, not only discussing how you can pivot in your business, but also how you add diversity into the event industry. Um, Leslie Short, I'm going to bring her on screen now. And she is someone who I have, um, we've known each other for many years, Leslie. A long time. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, a long time. Thank you so much for joining us. Leslie is the CEO of KIM Media and the Kavu Group. And you have such a varied experience throughout the industry and, and in other industries as well, which I think is why I wanted you to kind of open up our talk today, because you have not only this experience with the events industry, um, you also have the Kavu Group has a really huge initiative, ironically, on uh, diversity <laughs> and inclusion. And uh, I know that that's something that you're very passionate about. So then as we come to today, which, you know, the things that have unfolded over the past few days, I don't think you and I haven't even had time to touch base about them. Uh, but we're <laughs> going to talk about them. itself. <laughs> Sorry? That that would be a summit. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole other thing, <laughs> which I would like to be involved in. But Leslie, um, you know, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. And can you just start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? I hate reading bios because you are so much more than 250 words. No, thank you for that. Um, number one, good morning, everyone. Um, yes, I have all the emotions that you all have as well. I'm the owner of KIM Media, which focuses on luxury events, um, big design, transformation, consulting for event firms in the event industry. Um, but I'm also the owner of the Cava Group. So this morning it was torn. Liz and I have spoken about things on this platform and it said the Cava Group um, for my title. And I was like, no, today is KIM, it's events. But the reality is everything goes hand in hand. So the work that I do in, in the event world and the, the, the business that I've grown has always been international as well as domestic. I've always done Asian events and French focus events and European events. And so it's, uh, I've always crossed over the bridge of diversity of events. And we have a global audience joining us today. I see someone saying good evening from the UK. We have good morning from LA. Um, we have people from all over the world and I know you've done events all over the world. And so that it gives you an experience that I think really will be helpful to people 
Um, as is no surprise, COVID-19 has completely changed our industry. Um, there are many people who are out of work. There are many people who are not sure, maybe they own their own business. They're not sure when that next event is going to kick in. Events have been canceled for all of this year. Many people are talking about events being canceled till 2022, 2021, if we're lucky, I think. Um, I'm not asking you to predict the future. Really what I want to know for the beginning of this conversation is how are you feeling about it all? What's been your experience over the past couple of months? You know, I already shifted my business to much more of consulting for the events industry. So I'm having a lot of conversations on pivot and change. You know, I'm a big one. I'm like you. I When something happens, I figure out what can I do to help solve this issue? And I think understanding that change is not optional, <laughs> that it is now, and that we need to look at the event industry completely different than what we did before. And that sounds very cliche, but if the only way you could do an event was drop a highball table or do your diagram, that is no longer the way you will do events in the future. So you now need to look at your transferable skills and what, what is your strength within the industry and whatever your strength isn't, start looking at who else has that other strength. I think that's a really good point. Um, I've seen, I've gotten a lot of emails myself from people who say, uh, clearly all events are virtual at this point mm -hmm. and I've never done a virtual event. I want to learn how to do it. Where do I go to learn? And I also see a lot of people marketing themselves as virtual event experts. And I'm like, you've never done a virtual event. You've been an expert for a month. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a huge fan of like, you know, fly, jump out of the airplane and build your parachute on the way down or whatever that quote is. But I, I think that's a really smart point is about the partnering and how we could collaborate as compared to you feeling like you have to learn and know it all in order to really help your clients and move to the next step. Absolutely. And we're very bad at the, the, and when I say we, I'm speaking of the industry as a whole, sometimes it's very bad on partnering. And when I say partnering, I do not mean the referred client list. Mm. I'm going to be very blunt and very honest on this conversation because we do not have time. For <laughs> <laughs> this is why I like you as a speaker. <laughs> you know, we need to figure out where we can move this together. And the partnership means from the caterer to the designer, to the person doing the layout, to the lighting company, because I still believe that there is a place in the event industry for each of our normal, what do we need to make sure we have as an event? How we use them, how they translate virtually is what we need to be thinking about. And again, you don't need to do all the thinking, hence the partnership. <laughs> Hence the whole summit. Hence the whole <laughs> summit. <laughs> now, I know you're talking about change. I know immediately there are people who are hesitant about change, you know, and that that's a, I think, a fairly natural thing, right. um, especially people who have been in the industry for a long time. They've done things a certain way and they've known that it works for them. And I think that's where a lot of the fear comes in is that now that that's being flipped on its head a little bit, mm -hmm. it's very scary. So when it comes to adapting a mindset of change and being open to, I mean, how do you look at an industry with fresh eyes when all you've ever known is one thing? And so you have to 
you know, you can't just like purge that from your mind and start visioning. There are certain people I think who are better at it and some who I think have really big challenges. So for those who are overwhelmed by this idea, where do we start? It goes back to what do you do? What do you do? Stop telling, not what your paper says you do or your website says you do. What do you actually do? And what is your strength you're bringing to the table? Okay. And then with that go, I'm going to balance this and let me see what others are doing. And then you reach out, pick up the phone, email. Everybody's on. I know we don't want another virtual thing. You and I are time. We're all day on virtual stuff. We all need the virtual things. This is what it is. So the reality is if I'm strong at this and somebody else I've watched and I like what they do, but I don't do that. Is there a way we can do it together? Or how do we at least have a conversation to begin to maybe work together? And then you have to do your homework. See, change comes from within first. So before you start trying to change the industry and where do I fit in, you need to understand what you are good at and and understand that you may need to learn something else or that you may need to bring on someone else that um, has that strength. Or if you're older in the industry, you know, everyone's telling me, oh, well, let's see the, the virtual thing. I was like, do you have grandchildren? Do you have a neighbor? Do you have someone that can call and maybe walk you through? And God bless you too. If we can all cut our hair and dye our hair right now, <laughs> you, can, you can do a YouTube video on just about anything on how to learn new platforms. Yeah, there's a lot of education out there, even if it's, you know, it's the we have the summit I've seen untethered a few weeks ago. There's so many it, really free resources. I know uh, PCMA will be talking this week about their Digital Experience Institute. So there's, you know, the structured education, there's free education, there's kind of a wide range of things. One question that I see actually from a Facebook user, um, and I'm going to kind of take a twist on it as well. Um, what do you think about hybrid events? Is this kind of the next dominant form, not just moving solely virtual, but hybrid? Before we answer this question, one question I have for you is, is moving virtual the only thing we can do right now? No. I think it's the biggest topic, but. Well, now, yes. At this moment, yes. For safety, I don't know one company that wants to take the legal responsibility to bring in people within a space. But we are getting into warmer times. So there are ways that if you are creative, if it's 10 or 20 people in an outside space to get very creative, I love that. So I think we have to start thinking about that. In the meantime, you actually have an advantage with virtual now. When you used to go or when I used to go years ago and say, let's broadcast this because I'm older than you. Let's broadcast because that's what we're doing. This, you know, elsewhere, they'd be like, oh, too much trouble. Now it's a play and plug. And you get to open up your audience to international. You get to open up your audience and your branding to other states as where you would need to travel to take your event, you can do smaller events and broadcast them. So you have to look at the positive. And I want to take one more step back before I go to hybrid. If you are scared of change and you don't want to touch with anything that's virtual, I understand that, but the reality is you're going to need to at some point. Then if your strength is your contacts, then you need to, and you like to get on the phone, then propose that to someone else that this is how I can be a service. So 
I just want to say you don't only need to jump on virtual to be of service to someone else and to yourself to build your business. Now, back to hybrid. I have in my head at this moment a way to combine an amazing luxury event with having things being delivered to your home as well as it being virtually. Mm-hmm. And so there's a way that you can touch and feel and be part as well as being maybe somewhere at a physical location. This is the time that if you ever wanted to be crazy and creative, this is a great time to throw it out to a client. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, I think um, Elaine, I see she posted too, that people are getting tired of virtual events already. (laughs) There's a way of doing them. Exactly. doing virtual events where we're speaking like this. The virtual event that I have in my head is actually an experience. And I know we have overused that word because Lord knows I, years ago I said, tell me you do an experience one more time. <laughs> uh, but, there, but there is now a new way to use that word where not only is it part of a screen, but like I said, you're actually getting physical things sent to you and you're part, you're moving and traveling through different rooms that are, are, are being highlighted by other vendors or your other partners. There's a way that you can do it where it makes it, overuse word, interactive (laughs) Um, within your space. Yeah. You know, I think that there are, like you said, there are so many opportunities that virtual gives us. Mm -hmm. I think that it's maybe not the best business decision. I'm just tossing this out there for everyone to start becoming, you know, virtual event experts and and spend all your time learning about that. As you pointed out, we're all great at different things and we all have different experiences and virtual, I don't think is going to be the only option forever. It's a great skill to carry you through. It's honestly one of those things that probably you should have been learning a few years ago so that when this happens, you can kind of jump in for clients and do it. But the truth is that as we move forward, I think hybrid events will be a great opportunity to have, you know, a few people alive and then you kind of have it broadcast to wider audiences. But I think virtual is going to be a big part of everything we do. Like you said, we used to talk about this with clients and they were like, yeah, no, thanks. That's dumb. I don't want to do that. And now it's like, you're going to not have an event, I think, without a virtual component. But that doesn't take away all the other in-person things that you can do, all of the things that we still should be figuring out creative ways to make things happen with our skills. I mean, I saw a TV show this weekend, and it was great. So they were all on the screen, but they had each received a box. And as they were opening the box, and it was all being part of it, it was in a different type of excitement, not only for themselves, but for those watching, like, okay, what's the next thing? What are you getting? How are you going to use that? And so you have to figure out what, one, again, what's your branding and message? Because you do not, everyone does not need to jump on and become a events virtual. That's not going on anything right. that I have. I'm not advertising. I do virtual events. Um, I can do them. I don't need to tell everyone I can do them. Right. We've been doing them. So it's a different degree. What I do, I prefer to work on is saying, let me help you create a unique experience through your virtual event now. And then how do you do the hybrid virtual experience interactive all at once? (laughs) Yeah. I have to say, if you guys are, you're listening to Leslie and she has so many great things to say, and I'm looking at the comments and you guys are very smart. (laughs) As I mentioned, there are so many good comments. I can't put them all on screen. So please be sure to be interacting on that as well. Um, Leslie, I want to 
we've been talking about change. We've been talking about the events industry, virtual. There's that other piece that we started with early on, the Kabu Group and your work with diversity. And given everything that's been happening over the course of the past few, really the past week, I would say, um, although obviously, yes, <laughs> it's been going on much longer yeah. than that. But given that this is top of mind for people um, with George Floyd and just yet again, we're seeing where uh, race and and really where diversity and inclusion, I think diversity has been kind of the issues have been highlighted even through COVID-19 over the past several months where, you know, we see that minority communities are being infected at higher rates. And there's just so much running through my mind. Yeah. And so you and I've had conversations about diversity yeah. and inclusion in the events industry. So for those that may have missed that, I believe we're all diverse. I don't care what color you are. We are all diverse. The point of the of this is the inclusion within allowing um, certain industries, certain communities to receive the information, to receive the goods, the equity that is allowed um, to flow through these paths. Um, racism is not new. Um, it is not going to go away overnight. But what it needs to happen, even within the event industry, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to play the straddle is that we need to stop looking at the color of someone's skin and begin to look at the talent for which they bring. And for that, I'm speaking especially about the event industry. I am, have been in this industry for over 20 something years and I could not go to the flower market in New York City because people thought I did not have the money to buy flowers because I was a black girl walking in with $30,000 to buy flowers for my events or that I could pay $30,000 for a catering or $50,000. We need to take that and separate out. It's not an urban agency because someone is black or Latina. They are event designers. We are all event designers or event managers. And whatever title you, you have been bestowed upon for this particular moment. And we need to release that and understand that if you are going to grow your business, if we are going to grow communities, we need to stop looking at the color of someone's skin or what you perceive for them to bring to order to figure out how do we do this together? Because this industry will not live unless it becomes diverse. And when I say diverse, I mean women owners owning event firms, flower firms, uh, DJ companies, lighting companies. How many women are on lighting crews? Let, let, so we can speak about the women's side or we can speak about the race side. But either way, the diversity of thought needs to change across the board. And it starts with who you are. And if I leave everyone with nothing, what will you bring to the change within yourself, within your community, within your business, within a whole? Because these small changes will make a difference. But you know, don't get me started on <laughs> We are just getting started. I want to have you here for hours and hours because yeah. I, I feel like there's there's so much to cover. So much. Um, but let's talk about, I, I see that people are clearly agreeing with what you're saying and they they resonate with it and it sounds amazing. And I think we're, if, if nothing else, we're at a time when we have the flexibility to rethink our industry a little bit. We have the flexibility to think about the future. Tell me, um, and David Fletcher, actually, I'm seeing as he's talking, it's it's diversity of thought, it's age, it's there's so yes. many things we could be talking about here. So I want everyone to do this. And Leslie, I'm going to ask you to do it on camera, which is uh, way more pressure. But even for those of you who are watching and 
put it in the comments. I want to know if we looked at the future of the events industry, let's fast forward 10 years from now, because I think it'll take us a while to recover. And, you know, <laughs> I would like to believe it'll be tomorrow, but yeah. what does it look like? What are you hoping? And then this is a question for everyone, but specifically to you right now, Leslie, what are you hoping are the things that have changed that make us a stronger industry and that really allow us to serve our clients in a better way? What does that look like? If, if we are smart, I think we will begin to look, sit down and go, what do I have to do for this client? And who are the best people to work with to get this done? And, be, and pull that in, not just who you know, but who's the best or who can bring something new. Because when you bring something new to an industry, it elevates you. It doesn't take away from you. And I think, I, I hope the industry becomes an industry and becomes, I don't sound kumbaya community within the industry, but that it becomes one that works together and stops working as a singular, you do flowers, you do this, I do that, I only do conferences, I do this, but we come together and be able to say, this is the best of what we can bring to execute this particular topic. And if you don't know that there's resources that like yourself that can call that, sorry, put that back on you, but that are myself that can call and go, who do you know that's great at this? I love to have that conversation with them. We will be back outside again, but we don't know what outside looks like. Notice that I say outside, but we will be outside as in, we will be able to leave our homes. But we will also need to know how to make our homes part of the event experience <laughs> virtually and tangibly. I don't think any of that's going to go away. So, uh, you know, look at the Jetsons, and I'm really dating myself now, but there was a great um, kind of thing on the Jetsons cartoon where she had a beautiful face and she took her face off and her hair was crazy and no makeup. And she's like, this is my virtual face. <laughs> you know, that was 25, 30 years ago. That's where we are now. So are we going to do them on the moon? Who knows? Two men, when it came back. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I hear what you're saying about collaboration, about community, I think also you're saying about creativity, you know, the ability to think outside the box for our clients. If if you've never been forced to think outside the box, now would be the time that- Or bring someone that does that again. Exactly. If you, if you do logistics and you're like, yo, I'm great at logistics. I can tell you where a truck is at any moment. But what I don't have is, um, I don't know, I don't have that crazy mind. Then reach out to someone's work that you've admired or you liked or you heard about and start have the conversations now. Do not wait. Change is now. Change is not in the next few um, months, years. It is now. And so in order to um, to make the change, you will need to know that venues are going to change. How many planners have reached out to the venues that they even used to work with and say, what's your new What's your new um, outline? How do you, how are you welcoming people back in? You need to start educating yourself now in order to bring that to the future. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so many good things you're talking about. <laughs> and I see some great comments too. Less waste, so much waste in the industry. I brought a really great comment from Michael on screen, but it took over your face. So I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I read that. Thank you. That was the only one I could read as it's going by. Yes, less waste. 
because I think we all understand now being at home, we don't need as much as we thought we did. So yes, more women in executive roles, always, um, across all industries, less waste across all industries. I think this is a time where we evaluate ourselves and it's not industry by industry, is what do we do as, as a community of people that is conscious of creating? Because we are all creators. We are all content creators. Yeah. So how do you do that um, in a small, con confined space that doesn't stop your thought process? It just stops your, um, oh, we can put something over there and over there and over there. And it doesn't make sense anyway for the flow of an event. Now it's going to be, how do you separate yet be together and create the, the atmosphere of um, you've been chosen to be part of this first 10 and then the second 10 is coming in. So it, it really has to be creative. And this is what the events industry is so good at. I mean, if you look at the events around the world, it's amazing the creativity that is here. And, and so it is, it's about you know, forcing yourself to think about the change and coming at it with a blank canvas and an open mind and and re recreating an experience, whether it's virtual or hybrid, or when we go back to live events, we continue to do what we do so well. So what we don't need is another gift bag full of t-shirts and all of that kind of thing. Let's be conscious. I You, you already know there's already so many branded masks that's happening and gloves yeah. and let's be conscious of what we're doing and what we're giving as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now I, I have another two questions for you. Um, I didn't prep you for these. Sometimes, you know, I give the prep questions and then it always goes off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the scariest thing to you happening in the events industry right now? And what is the thing that gives you the most hope? So kind of those two ends the scariest is the panic i just feel everyone's panicked i understand that things we got chopped by the knees one day we're good the next day we're not yeah. um, we don't know what it is but panic is not going to help um the hope is that that we have moved past panic and past the ppo loans and that type of thing to go now, where and how do we move? And so I am hopeful that we take this time to reconnect or to really connect with others to figure out movements together. Venues should be having conversations. Caterers should be having conversations. DJs should be having conversations. We all need to be having these conversations. And then we come together as what you're doing to not make a plan because a plan may not work, but to have an outline on mm -hmm. how we will all work together. And one of the biggest things we need to, to remember is that our pricing will not be the same. If you're going back into this thinking you can assume you're going to charge the same price because then you already have the wrong mindset because we need to work together with our clients. Now, I know some are pulling and punching. I know we won't get into that part, but we <laughs> need to... Um, I, I, I was a choreographer, David, uh, <laughs> uh, but we need to work together to build the industry back. So I'm hopeful that we recognize that there are many steps um, that we must take for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
as we kind of wrap up this conversation, is there anything, you know, you're, I am sure you're also trying to read all these comments as they fly by There's so much great content. What, what do you want people to know? You've shared some great tips already, but if you had to kind of summarize it to the top one, two, three points, whatever, where do you, what are the, your parting words for everyone? Changes now. You do not have to change alone, but you have to be open enough to accept that change and the way that you've done business is going to be done in a new way. And it's okay because the new way can be a better way. It will be a different way, but it can be a better way. Absolutely. Couldn't have been a better way to end your session. I, I really thank you for spending the time with us today. And um for all that you've contributed to the industry over the years. I think, as I mentioned in the welcome, the opening, it's so important for us to, as you've said too, to to talk to others in the industry who have great experience and to learn from them, to see what's really tick, making them tick right now, What's what you're thinking, because I think it's stuff that we all should be thinking if we're not already. And, and I like the idea that we opened up this content not with, and I want to make this a point too, we didn't open this with a how to change your events and how to make them virtual and how do you, there's some really tactical things and we are going to get into some of that. But this conversation, the Pivot Virtual Summit conversation is about so much more. It's about reimagining, as I've said, the visioning a new future for the events industry, a world that I think when we're looking five or 10 years from now, looking back on this time, it's going to be a similar time to 9-11 where you say, Pre 9-11, I remember, you know, used to our family and friends would come with us to the gate and wave right. goodbye. And, you know, right. there's none of that happens. And no. now we've accepted that as a regular part of life. And I think this will be a huge turning point for our country, definitely for our industry. And I thank you for sharing all of your insights and feedback because I, I think it helps us to start to think about what that looks like. And and I, I thank you for painting a much broader picture of what we need to be thinking about than just we all must have virtual events now. <laughs> and I need to thank you, Liz. I need to thank you for so many things, but I know time. But I need to say to everyone out there, if you looked at the picture of what you put out of the speakers that you've gathered, in my many, many years of being in this industry, that was the first set of photos that had diverse looking faces that, that represented the industry. And so I thank you for being consciously always aware of picking a message and who can deliver the message as opposed to what someone will say if I only go in this direction. So thank you. Oh yeah. And we could talk about that for oh, I know. <laughs> decades. You know what's great is that I did really just choose based on topic and the diversity is there. I didn't have to say like, okay, how many women, how many men, you know, I've seen people yeah. have those conversations and we yeah. won't get into that right now, but our industry is so powerful and there's so many very smart people. And so thank you for being one of many to join us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, everyone who's watching, please make sure you check out Leslie and follow her. You can see all of her information on the pivotvirtualevent.com website. And Leslie, thank you again. Awesome thank conversation. You. I want to have a good summit. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode and you will join us again soon at Visibility Unlimited. Thank you.